Hi friends, this is Tina and welcome back to the Connected Divergence podcast. I'm your coach, your host. Um, My name is Tina Etheridge and I'm an ADHD coach. And today I want to talk to you all about perfectionism and my approaches for perfectionism and how I have become what I like to call an imperfectionist. I've stopped calling myself a recovered perfectionist and I instead call myself a imperfectionist um, because that feels more appropriate. But uh, I want to share a story with you today. So my perfectionism journey has actually not been very long. Um, Only really two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, did I really have a major, major breakthrough when it came to perfectionism. And funnily, funny enough, it was the day that I met my partner, my boyfriend, Sean. The day that I met him, our very, very first date, um, he is the one that taught me everything I know, everything that blew up my perfectionism. And um, let's just say it was a really great first date because he blew my mind. <laughs> um uh, with his words. And I want to share this story today with you. So when I was very young, a teenager, my dad and I went rock climbing together a lot. And I really loved rock climbing. I wanted to be the one that got into it. It was my idea. And my dad was like, cool, great. My dad's very gung-ho. He's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And so we went rock climbing together. Um, but as with many pursuits that I've had with my father he got, he's always very competitive. Um, he's always like, if he's going to do something, he's going to be amazing at it. He's going to be the best at it. And he gets really intense about these things. And so here I am, you know, a teenager, a 13 year old, and I want to do things because they're fun and because they're enjoyable. And then my dad's over here taking it like super seriously and he's about to hire like an instructor to do private lessons. And basically what ends up happening time and time again is it really ruins it for me. It ruins the vibe. (laughs) It's not fun to be doing it. And that's how I stopped playing soccer. That's how I stopped rock climbing and uh, gosh, foosball. I mean, I could go on, but many, many things in my life have been, um, shall we say (laughs) made less fun from these experiences. And so for the longest time in my life, I would say I hate rock climbing. I hate rock climbing. I never want to rock climb ever again. I would be happy if I never, ever did this ever again. And, you know, I want to say also another part of that reason was because, especially when I was young, but even in my 20s, I had the experience of when I would be in a rock climbing like a harness for doing top rope kind of work, the harness would be cutting into my thighs and I would have this like extreme body dysmorphia going on. Like it would just spiral me. It would shoot me into a spiral. Anyway, I digress. So rock climbing was a closed door to me. It was not something that I cared to do. And then in 2021, I found myself on some dating apps and I was swiping through, (laughs) swiping left, swiping right. And suddenly I found myself across this guy's page and he had a picture of himself, um, I think like in front of a rock climbing wall. And I didn't really think anything of it at the time, but I thought he was pretty cute. So I swiped right and months later, I think it was maybe like two months later, 
all of the sudden, right, I kind of had this guy's, this photo in my mind. And all of a sudden, I got this whim, right, this spark, this little flash. And I know you know what I mean, right? Those days where you were like, oh my gosh, I want to reorganize my entire closet today. Like those whims, right? Those ADHD whims that we tend to have. I got that for rock climbing. And so all of a sudden I was like, ooh, maybe, maybe I want to try this again. Maybe I want to do this again and just see. And so I thought about it. I sat with it. And eventually it was one day I was like, wow, I really want to do this. Okay. Uh, do I really want to do this? You know, I still had sort of those feelings of like, but I thought I hated this at the back of my mind. But for the most part, my dopamine was taking over. And so I decided to message this guy that I had met on this app and ask him, hey, where did you go rock climbing in this picture? Um, I'm planning on going rock climbing and I want to I want to find somewhere to go. And I asked him that and he told me and he was like, hey, do you want to go today? You want to go tonight? Let's let's go. Let's do it. And I thought, you know, I really was planning on going by myself, but okay, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Why not? And so I show up to this rock climbing gym that I have never been at before on this date that was kind of unexpected, but I was so nervous I was so nervous and I was thinking this whole time, right? Like truly flashing back to when I was younger and I'd be rock climbing of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so bad at this. I'm going to embarrass myself in front of strangers. I'm going to embarrass myself in front of this cute guy. I'm going to be so bad at this. I haven't done this in so many years. You know, I'm not strong enough and on and on and on, right? He knows what he's doing and I don't know what I'm doing, And my internal narrative was really harsh. And so I'm very nervous. And so we start climbing together. And I kid you not, not more than like five minutes after we start climbing, I hear Sean say, just kind of like, not even, I don't don't even know if I said anything. Maybe I said something, but I don't remember what it was. But he ended up kind of like spontaneously saying, I'm really bad at rock climbing and I love doing things that I'm bad at. And he said it so casually. I wish I could copy how casually he said it, but he said it so casually, like it was the most simple thing ever. And when he said that, he literally blew my brain open. He blew my mind. He blew my mind right open. And I was like, I remember having this moment where my brain was just, just, oh my gosh I was like what I'm sorry what are you saying that like we're allowed to decide that we like doing things that we're bad at and we can be people that choose to do things that we're bad at on purpose because we're bad at it like it completely flipped the narrative over for me and I just remember this feeling of like ease like every sort of tension just left my body in that moment and it was like whoa 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 this is huge this is major anyway it was a great first date we had a fantastic conversation um he also has ADHD so we certainly got along great in that regard but what I'm trying to say here is these words forever have changed me and I have shared them with all of my clients ever since whenever we talked about perfectionism And here it is, folks. 
we are allowed to choose to be people who do things that we're bad at on purpose. We're allowed to like doing things that we're bad at. We can make that a part of our identity. I am someone who likes doing things that I'm bad at. I'm bad at this. And that means that I'm doing it exactly right. And I embodied that mindset the entire time that I began rock climbing. And I fell in love with rock climbing. And every moment where I would feel, oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, this person's so much better than me. Oh, I just made this mistake and I fell off the wall and I'm so embarrassed. Or I'm not climbing well today. I would remind myself, I'm someone who likes doing things that I'm bad at. I'm here to do this badly on purpose. And that would be enough. That would be enough to calm my nervous system down and anchor me and ground me and help me keep going. Help me continue to pursue this thing that I actually really found out that I loved. I actually really love bouldering. That's my jam. Bouldering is amazing. I could go on about it, but I won't. So that's what I want to share with you today. When it comes to perfectionism, there are two sides of it. Number one, we're allowed to choose to be people that like doing things that we're bad at. And then number two, we are allowed to do things badly on purpose, right? When I went rock climbing and I would feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to send my project today. I would have the thought, I'm just going to climb badly on purpose. And so maybe I'm going to do less. Maybe I'm just going to do drills. Maybe I'll just practice one move. I'll practice, you know, one technique today. But it would be enough for me to feel like, okay, yes, this is accessible. This is doable. When I go to write something, I don't think about trying to write it perfectly. I tell myself, I'm going to write this badly on purpose because you know what? A piece of paper with writing on it is way easier to work on than a blank piece of paper, right? Editing is so much easier than writing from scratch. It's so much easier to be like, oh, I'm missing this or I need to add this here. I need to shift this around, right? And so we get to do things badly on purpose. We get to be people that love doing things that we're bad at. That can be part of our identity, And so truly, you can take this and run with it in any area of your life, in any aspect of your life. Choose to be someone who loves doing things that you're bad at because that is what is going to have you continuing to come back. That is what is going to be teaching you that it is safe for you to make things accessible for yourself. It's safe for you to do less of something on purpose and break away from your all or nothing thinking. Okay, that is what I wanted to share with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Please like, please subscribe, please rate this podcast if you have a moment. And I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Bye.